community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for being up and Adam. My name is Adam Montiel. So much fun hosting the Slow Chamber annual dinner that happened on Saturday. What a blast. What a great, I mean, and they really make that Madonna Expo Center. You would, I mean, because really it's like a, it's like a Costco, you know, it's just a big industrial building, but they decorated that so beautifully. Stephen Patrick with the lights, the whole, Bill Gaines, everyone just did such a great job. So thanks to to Jim and Holly over at the Slow Chamber for having me, everybody involved. What a fun night. Brittany App was there taking pictures. Love it. So much fun. All right, weather today, rain, a good amount of it forecasted. Also winds, a wind advisory through Slow County today, 25 to 35 miles an hour, some gusts up to 40 to 50. Coming up beginning tomorrow and for the rest of the week, we have uh, our friend Chris Lambert. If you're a fan of the Your Own Backyard podcast, some recent news in the Christian Smart case, we'll get to it in the lo-fi headlines. Every time I have an interview with Chris Lambert, it is uh, tremendously popular. He is a very, very good uh, conversation, and there's a lot to ask him. There's a lot going on. Now that he's kind of slowed down a bit, I can't wait to have Chris Lambert on. That will begin tomorrow and for the rest of the week. Don't miss it. Coming up today, a really remarkable story. We introduced you to Norma Cool. About, I don't know, several months back, maybe the summertime, she's a 19-year-old Syrian refugee. Her and her family moved to San Luis Obispo to have a better life in America. And one of the hardest parts about coming over here, even though you are pursuing your dreams and your kids' dreams for a better life in this country, they had to leave their family dog behind. Nor had to leave Tootie, which is her little dog. Super cute. Uh, Dave Congleton, fellow broadcaster, started to go fund me. He called me and asked if I would interview Nor. Really enjoyed meeting her, and we promoted the GoFundMe. She raised like 6000 bucks to get the dog here. It took a long time, but it happened. It happened last week. We will uh, talk about the reunification of Nor and Tootie. It is really a remarkable story. I can't wait to share it with you coming up. Before we get into our lo-fi headlines, let's thank our friends at We Help You Legal. Get ready for a legal solution that's been a cornerstone of our community since 2000. Christina Knoll, Chris Rush, the dynamic mother-son duo behind We Help You Legal. Two convenient locations, including Slow and Paso, they are your go-to team for emergency same-day or next-day documents. Save on things like trusts, wills, powers of attorney, deeds, even divorce, and more. How do they save you money? They are not lawyers. They help you execute your paperwork with no legal advice, which in these cases, you don't need any. You don't need to pay a lawyer to do these things. They can help you no matter what state you're in, but if you are in California, they can help with LLCs, corporations, and more. Maybe you need in-home or hospital appointments in Slow County. They got you. Visit wehelpyulegal.com for a full range of services and 23 years of expertise in simplifying life's legal matters. WeHelpYouLegal.com. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. Or this came out last week. The family of Kristen Smart, of course, the freshman who disappeared from Cal Poly's campus in 1996. The family is suing Cal Poly for negligence and wrongful death, saying it botched the investigation and allowed her killer to attend school despite previous accusations against him. 
Paul Flores, who has since been convicted, sentenced to prison for her murder. He was the prime suspect for decades, and he was the last person to see her the day she vanished. The lawsuit says, quote, if Cal Poly had properly acted on those reports, conducted an investigation, and appropriately disciplined the student, he wouldn't have been on campus and therefore would not have been able to murder Kristen. Flores also would have been prevented from assaulting and raping countless other women in the years after he murdered Kristen. The lawsuit alleges that Cal Poly didn't investigate her disappearance properly and continued to let Paul Flores attend, even though other accusations of harassment had been made against him by fellow students. The suit was filed Thursday in Slow County Courts. It claims Paul Flores had been accused of threatening, stalking, and harassing behavior before Kristen disappeared and should have been disciplined. Prosecutors had also accused Flores of being a serial rapist in the years that followed. The CNN article continues that Cal Poly police didn't pursue a missing person case properly, only taking a report four days after her disappearance, despite earlier pleas from friends worried about her well-being. Cal Poly police also didn't interview witnesses in a timely manner, seal Paul Flores' dorm room, or inspect it until 16 days after Kristen disappeared. The attorney for the Smart family told CNN, quote, the bottom line is if Cal Poly had done their job, Kristen would still be alive today. The complaint also details that the Smart family didn't fully realize the extent of the mistakes made by the university until May of 2023. That's when Cal Poly's president, Jeffrey Armstrong, publicly apologized to the family in a statement where he said, among other things, quote, we recognize that things should have been done differently, and I personally wish that they had. The university's apology really opened the Smart family's eyes to what the university must have known and must still know. Now, some of the folks that I've been talking to about this are really kind of, they're talking about the statute of limitations and if they can effectively argue that that clock shouldn't start until the Smart family and Cal Poly has given up all its information, which, you know, wasn't 27 years ago, but I think Cal Poly is going to argue that this statute of limitations for something like wrongful death and these types of things should be well expired. It's going to be interesting to see what the case really is. Again, I'm going to be talking to Chris Lambert from the Your Own Backyard podcast beginning tomorrow and throughout this week. And this is definitely something that we are going to ask Chris Lambert tomorrow. All right, little ladder news. This is some pretty brilliant marketing. Uh, your wife might just start to wonder why you work out four hours a day and come home drunk. The owners of a bar called the Malsters Arms just changed their name to help people keep their New Year's resolutions to work out more. Their new name? The Gym. So now you can tell your friends and family, oh, I was going to the gym every day this week. The bar put up the new sign last week, bought special glasses that looked like dumbbells. And if you show up in workout gear, your first drink is free. It's not clear if they're changing the name permanently or maybe switching back to the old name at the end of the month, but go to the gym, honey. All right, finally, snowmen are so 2023. A dad in Iowa used all the cold weather that we've had to make a snow shark with his two sons. It's pretty impressive. It's about the same size as a real great white shark. They spray painted it, so it looks legit. It looks really good. People have been driving from all over the state to see it, take pictures. He said it took him about four and a half hours to sculpt the shark, about another hour and a half to color it with watered-down acrylic paint the following day. Snow sculptures, I didn't really want to do anything plain. When I saw a shark online, I figured I could do that, so I gave it a shot, and this is what we ended up with. I like uh, people stopping by and taking pictures with it. It was a lot of fun to make with my kids. I think other people should give it a shot. It looks really, really good. It's gone viral, and again, people driving all over the state to check it out. 
All right, for my Chi-Town friends, Chicago's famous rat hole. This is a rodent-shaped indentation in a concrete sidewalk. It's been there since the 90s. It became a viral phenomenon this month when fans started posting photos, videos to social media. It was filled by an unknown person. So this uh, rat hole, they call it, was left by an indentation when the cement was still wet. It's on the 1900 block of West Roscoe Street. Now this happened in the 90s, and just this little indentation has been there for years. Visitors left offerings, including spare change and snacks as a tribute to Chimley, the name given to the animal that created the indentation. The hole appeared to be rat shaped. You could see claws, the tail. It's pretty funny looking. Neighbors and animal experts said it was likely left by a small squirrel that probably fell out of a tree. Fans gathered at what they call the rat hole on Friday, discovered it had been filled overnight with a concrete or plaster-like substance. Visitors then started working to dig the still wet substance out of the hole to preserve what they call the landmark. As a Chicagoan, quote, I feel the preservation of history is important. That's from a Chi-Town resident, Jonathan Howell. He used a license plate to dig at the substance. There's actually a plaque next to it too. The rat hole, how funny. All right, thanks so much to our friends at the General Store, Paso Robles, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and your home. The team of the General Store can also help you pull together a gift baskets for work or maybe a special thank you, closing gifts, welcome bags, or just a thoughtful gesture to show you care. Helping people connect with dozens of local makers is what they're about. Celebrating 10 years on the park in downtown Paso, open daily from 11 to 6, 10 to 6 on the weekends. Check them out on Insta at General Store Paso. Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines. All right, in the summertime, we introduced you to 19-year-old Noor Markul. She is a Syrian refugee. Her family moved here, uh, the four of them. She's got a sister, mom and dad, moved here just for a better life. They worked with an uh, organization to get them here. Started in 08, got here in 2023. That is how long it took them to get here from Syria with all the paperwork and everything going on crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. Well, one of the hardest parts about that transition was leaving their family dog behind, Tootie. I first learned about Noor from fellow broadcaster Dave Congleton. He got a hold of me and said, hey, would you talk to Noor, get her story? I want to put together a GoFundMe. So he did. Over $6,000 was raised of the $4,000 goal that they were trying for to get Tootie over here. And it took a lot. Tests, quarantines, going to this country, to that country. It took a long time and it finally happened. Reunited and it feels so good. Let's reconnect with Noor Markul and we get a chance to meet Tootie. Noor, it is so great to have you back. Thank you for being up and at him. You're welcome. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Okay, so we had a great conversation. I had a lot of great feedback. You are, you're still, are you 19 or you turned 20 yet? 19. 19. A Syrian refugee, your family came here. The, the story is really remarkable. And one of the pieces of your story was that you had your dog, Tootie, that you had to leave back in Syria because it was just your family needed to come here and you, you couldn't bring the dog in the beginning. Yeah, it was pretty hard to bring her with us um, when we first came, but I never gave up on the plan of bringing her here. Like, no matter if it's after a year, after one month of us, being here after two years like no matter when i'm able to bring her here i want to bring her here. like 
I don't care when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And it happened. It happened. A fellow broadcaster, Dave Congleton, uh, called me months ago when I first met you and put together a GoFundMe to raise money to get the dog here. It takes a lot of like quarantine and traveling to this country and then to that country. Like There's a lot that goes into this tests on the dog. And yesterday, you finally met up with Tootie in America. It must have felt so good. Yeah, it felt so good. And it was a pretty emotional moment. I can only imagine. But... It was worth the wait. It was really worth it. Um, I mean, I could see like your cheeks and your smile. Like it's so exciting. <laughs> it is, and the thing is, you really like directly recognize me. I was so excited. Like when, it, like the first moment, I was like Tutti, and she ran to me and she recognized me and recognized my sister and started jumping on us and giving us all the kisses and hugs. And I, I really think if she's able to talk, she'd be like, "Oh, I missed you all this month, and I've been thinking about you all the time." And I would tell her like, "Yeah, the same here." <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I saw the video that you posted, and you should go to, um, I'll post it on my story, but uh, on Nora's Instagram, she has a video of the reunification. And you, when you know when a dog recognizes someone that they haven't seen in a while, like that tail starts going, their butt starts moving. Oh. She's like. <laughs> You know, like all like the heavy breathing and little cries. Oh, it was so cute. And then of course you were probably you were probably just a mess. Yeah, I was a mess and it was I was pretty nervous. It was so hard for me, especially the last hour. Like I'm expecting Tutti to arrive any moment now and I'm just waiting in time was going slow motion. And yeah, it was it was so good. It was a moment to remember forever. What does that teach you, you know, you're at 19, but about longing and about patience and about hope? I mean, you must have learned so many lessons. Your heart must have learned so many lessons about all these things in this time. Yeah, so the thing about me, I've always wanted stuff to happen so fast. Like, I was impatient my whole life, but... Gen Z, leave it to you guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this year taught me a lot. Yeah. And my story with Tutti really taught me patience and being patient for what I want and work on it. Don't give up on it. Um, although you might face a lot of obstacles on the way, just keep working on it and don't give up on your ideas and then it might come true. I mean, it's not guaranteed 100% for all of your ideas, but yeah. Most of them will come true. Just yeah. keep working on them and don't lose hope. Be patient. And yeah, that's it. And trust people. Trust people. Because on the in the process, I had to trust a lot of strangers that I've never met in my life. That's tough. I've never talked to these people before. Yeah, I decided to trust them just to bring Tutti here. I was really nervous about that part because, yeah, I, these people I've never seen in my life. I don't know if they're gonna treat her good or not. And I know they put all their time for these animals to be reunited with their homes and families. But still, it was tough trusting them. Uh, but yeah, I was, I did not make a mistake when I decided to trust them. In our first conversation, Nora, we talked a lot about the differences between growing up in Syria versus, you know, being here and just, you know, I mean, being 16, 17, 18 years old and going out with your friends and or, or like your parents going out and, and, and you guys not knowing if that's going to be the last time you guys see each other because of things going crazy in the country or just, they're unpredictable. How have you settled in in the time that we've talked since? I know you got a job here and I mean, how is 
is, you know, time been in, in America, California, San Luis Obispo for you? It's been pretty good. As I mentioned, I think in our first interview, I said that my parents came here just for my sisters and I to build our future. And I don't think they regret it because they see my sister and I getting our dreams come true and working good jobs, studying. I don't think they regret it. They find it pretty hard. I'm sure they find it really hard. And although they don't really say that in front of us, so they don't want us to feel bad, but I know they are struggling. But Just yeah. with like missing home or like struggling with like finding their place here? It's all of it. Missing home, uh, leaving their jobs, their, um, their life. They came here when they when they were like 52 53 years old they are not like 18 like me or 19 like me you know so it's gonna be tough for them they lived most of their life there so yeah it's gonna be tough for them especially with the language sometimes they find it really hard to communicate with people although they're working on it but sometimes you just have a brain freeze you know so yeah they've been struggling but they don't. I don't think they regret coming here just for me and my sisters. And my sisters and I, we've, we've been so good. We've been pretty good. I started a job and my sisters are working as well. And I'm going to school, to Cuesta, as a computer science major. And yeah, I've been doing so good. I finished the first semester with a 4.0 GPA. Here we go. Nicely done. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm excited for the semester. Two days ago was my first day in the semester so it was the first week of the semester and Tuti is coming here so it was a huge week for me it was a oh. pretty huge week okay so you've just had the dog for like about a day what are what are some of the places that you want to share with Tootie here now that you got her oh I want to take her to the beach she's never been to a beach before and I don't know how she's gonna react I think she might be scared but still I want to have that experience with her of going to the beach and letting her go and run and enjoy the time there yeah, so I really want to take her to the beach. I'm so excited. I just, I'm just letting her like settle a little bit. So yeah, I just want her to settle a little bit and then we're going to go to the beach for sure. And I'm going to take pictures and videos and send them to you. I love it. And then uh, the dog parks. The dog parks are fun because, you know, you can let Tootie on like the small end of the dog park for the smaller dogs. And then, you know, it's completely fenced in. She can run around like a mad woman and just, you know, do her thing and meet other dogs. Yeah. So the thing is, she's not really used to seeing all these dogs around her. We went to the dog park this morning and she... Yeah, and she was barking at the other dogs all the time. She's just not used to it. Yeah, she's not used to seeing all these dogs around her. It's going to take some time. Yeah, it's going to take time. Well, there you go. Well, I'm super excited that, one, to see the smile on your face ear to ear. I know that you, I mean, we were literally talking in the studio last time, and, like, you know, you were making me tear up because, like, you were so emotional. And this was really something that you longed for. And, like, I could tell that you're hard. And then when I started following you on Instagram, like, the stuff you would write. And, like, I mean, you, you know, so much of your heart was left back in Syria with Tootie. So I can't even imagine what you were able to feel when you finally saw her and she gets out of the car and you reunite with her. So super cute dog, by the way. The way. I mean, I knew in the pictures, but what a cutie. Thank you. Yeah, bringing Tutti here was was my biggest dream right now. Of course, I have a lot of dreams, a lot of dreams, but for now, that was my biggest dream. And yeah, I can say right now that my biggest dream came true. It's not a dream anymore. Yeah, not a dream anymore. Indeed. Well, it was so nice to share this good news with you. And I'm so thankful for Dave Congleton reaching out to me. He must have been a great friend to you in this. 
Yeah, he's been a great help in it, especially with starting the GoFundMe and getting all these generous people to donate. We raised $6,000 and most of it went to Tuti's transformation and the rest is gonna go to Tuti's medical expenses here uh, because I'm gonna get her checked out and get her like all healthy all the time. So yeah, the rest is gonna go to her medical expenses. So yeah, thanks to Dave and thanks to all these generous people and thanks to everyone, literally everyone who was involved. Starting with Slow for Home who brought us here to San Luis from the beginning and then to Jessica who started the whole Tutti thing with contacting KSAR Kabul Small Anime Rescue and she contacted Charlotte who is the founder of KSAR and Charlotte was a great help. She was the main part and she was the one contacting all these people and also with the help of Kelly from Human Society International and Maggie from Animals Lebanon, they've been a great help. They've been everywhere. People all over the world. Oh yeah, all over the, the world. And even Ruth Kennels in Los Angeles, they've been a great help because Tutti was in, Tutti got to the U.S. on Friday, last Friday, but she had some of the CDC approval paperwork was not done. Um, so she had to stay on in Los Angeles. And Jonathan, the manager of Ruth Kennels in Los Angeles, was taking a really good, ta- a good care of Tutti and he was spoiling her all the time. All the time. He was playing with her and giving her all the toys and food. And she was pretty happy with him. And yesterday when he drove her here, um, when he went to the car to drive back to Los Angeles, she got really upset and she went, she ran to him to say goodbye. <laughs> She's going to miss Jonathan for sure. Uh, well, that's so cool that so many people in so many different places were all part of this story and played a role. And I love the fact that I was able to meet you and to share your story with people who listen to Up and Adam. So it really means a lot that we got a chance to connect again. Thank you. It's a pleasure for me and I'm so happy to be here as well. Thank you so much, Adam. So good. What a great story. It's so happy to see that big smile on her face. Also, you know, she's going to school, getting good grades, got a job. I'm really happy for her and her family. It's great to have them here. All right, mucho thank yous to McClintock's, the place to be since 1973. 50 years. McClintock's with the steakhouse in Shell Beach, the saloon, the products. I'm talking about their F. McClintock's Recipe 15. Their collab with Maker's Mark. Get a cocktail with the uh, F. McClintock's Recipe 15, exclusively made for the folks at McClintock's by Maker's Mark. Get a Manhattan. I don't know, maybe an old-fashioned, if that's more your speed. Happy hour every day, 4 to 6. Thank you so much to McClintock's for being up and at them. All right, coming up later this week, uh, comedian Jamie Kennedy. Remember the Jamie Kennedy experiment? Well, he's got a new movie. It's called Don't Suck, and it also has stand-up comic Matt Reif, who has blown up in the last year or so. A new movie is called Don't Suck. We're going to talk to Jamie Kennedy about that this week. Also, starting tomorrow, the one and only Chris Lambert, the Your Own Backyard podcast host, on the latest, the story that we told you today about the Smart family suing Cal Poly for negligence and wrongful death. Also, I want to ask him what it was like when he found out about Paul Flores' throat getting slit in prison, what that whole thing was about like to him. And uh, I'm excited to chat with Chris Lambert tomorrow about that and a lot more 
He is always a good conversation, so don't miss it beginning tomorrow. Chris Lambert from the Your Own Backyard Podcast will be up and at him. Thanks to all our friends, McClintock's General Store Paso, Dow Vineyards. We help you legal. Tin City Distillery and the Woods Humane Society for being up and at them. You can go to adamontiel.com for more. Also, if you're a business and want to get involved in the podcast, check out adamontiel.com and hit the Stay Connected tab. Also, yesterday wrapped up officially Slow Restaurant Week. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to get on the phone and call the winner of a $1,000 prize gift cards collectively of a thousand bucks to all the participating restaurants so much fun someone is going to be eating good for a long long time and if you participated in slow restaurant week that could be you i could be calling you tomorrow all right thanks to our friends moonshiner collective dan curcio for original music called start again also i want to take a second and thank dan he played that song our theme song start again his music he played it on stage at the slow chamber along with Come Alive. I just love his music. That was so nice of him to spend a Saturday. Really, he is never not already doing something on a Saturday. I don't know how, but for him really to take that open Saturday, spend it with us at the Slow Chamber Dinner, missing the Niners game. It's okay, they won. But I just can't thank Dan Curcio enough. He is a real one. So thank you so much for delighting everyone at the Slow Chamber with your music. That was so kind of you. And I know he's performing March 22nd. We're going to get him on the show, but he's performing March 22nd at Slow Brew Rock. Thanks to our friends, Full Cup Solutions, for technical consideration. And thank you for making us a daily fixture, for making us the first podcast of your day. And if you have not already in advance, thank you for rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And beginning to your week, stay dry, don't blow away, and thank you for being up and at them. Start again. We'll start again. Let's start again.